like that. You want to try that. Hello, everybody, that. welcome this to this Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. I'm very excited to be here today. It's been a couple days since the last time we recorded an episode of Logan Blackman Show. We've been on the video grind, which again, thank you. I guess, again, we haven't talked about it here on the, here on the show, but for those of you who are unaware, thank you to everybody that has tuned in to the past two Gold Cup previews. The first one, good lord. Good freaking lord. I don't understand how the YouTube algorithm works at all. I really have no idea. I'm not going to sit here and even pretend like I have any general grasp of how YouTube's algorithm works. Because this video, a random ass video that I recorded at like 9 o'clock at night, edited it that night, (laughs) posted it the next day, just kind of on a whim because we did in the past and he did fairly well. It's kind of what grew the YouTube channel to a certain extent. But it was kind of random. And I wasn't I haven't done a YouTube video in to almost two years. The last YouTube video we uploaded before this one was all the way back in September of 2021. We did an NFC season preview. We did we split the NFL preview up into two videos instead of doing one long ass video. So we split it up into two videos. And that was the last one we did. September something of 2021. It is June of 2023. This video was posted on June 23rd, 2023. And for the first half hour of this video being posted, it had about zero views. Because I was not even aware it was posted. I thought it wasn't going to be live for a few extra minutes, like another 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I just refreshed YouTube, and now it's just there. It's just there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. So I had to go through and rush through everything. So I was riding with my sister to get her her dog and my parents' dog picked up from the groomers all the way down in Prol. Which I don't know if you guys know where Prol is or ever been down to Prol. There ain't a lot of internet access on the way down to Prol, Iowa. So I was getting kind of nervous once I saw the video actually uploaded. So there was no views for about a half hour. And then I get everything posted. And I look at Instagram. I post on Instagram. I'm not getting a lot of likes on the Instagram page for for that specific video, and I'm getting like, man, do I really want to do that? Do I want to make another video? Like, it's not getting any views early, and again, it's only a half hour, hour, and you're like, man, we got 10 views in an hour. Like, this is not, this is weird. And I know, like, the podcast, I know we probably don't get a massive number of views or listeners to the podcast in general, but... At least I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening to the Apple Podcast and Spotify account, which before we go on, make sure you follow Logan Blackman Show in every single form of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me on Twitter at Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram account is Blackman Logan. The show's Instagram account is the Logan Blackman Show 1. Facebook and YouTube, search Logan Blackman Show. Like and follow the Facebook page, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel as we are talking about one of our latest videos on there right now. And then again... Go and follow and or subscribe to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify accounts. I'll leave a rating out of five stars on both. It could be a one-star rating or a five-star rating. Don't care just as long as you let me know down in the description below. But, like, you don't know how many people listen to the podcast. They don't really post listener. At least, if they do, I've never gone out of my way to search for it. I've never once looked up and gone, how many people are listening to the show? I'd rather just not know. But YouTube, it's right there. Every single video that's on YouTube, it's right there. You can see every view on a YouTube on every YouTube channel. And for a YouTube channel at the time, I think had 36 subscribers. I wasn't really expecting a lot of views, especially for a channel that hadn't had a video in again about two years. And with the first hour, there's 10 views. And you're like, man, like two of those are probably me. 
So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get it posted and actually closed down the YouTube app, trying to get the links and everything posted. And then I check later that day. I'm like, oh, uh, it's at 200. And then once you start getting views like tallying up like that, it's kind of like, I got to keep checking. I got to keep checking because this is starting to go off a little bit. So I had a video back in 2019. It was the first time we ever did a United States Gold Cup preview. We did a game against Guyana. A game against Guyana, which I'm uh, I'm sorry for the people, the Ghanaian people from Guyana. I don't think a lot of people out there even know where the hell it is. So I wasn't really expecting a massive, massive amount of views for that. And that got around 980 views. Like in the first week that I posted it, I was like, good God. And that video just reached over 1,000 views. So thank you to everybody that tuned into that one. Because it was stuck in like 996 for like a year. About a year, it felt like. But thank you to everybody that went to that video as well. Because now we have that video over 1,000 views. But you're checking and you're like, man, this is actually doing pretty good. And then by the end of the day, or no, by the end of the, the, that evening, it was at 5-something. And then I go to bed. I was at a bonfire at a friend's house, at Brady's house. He's been on the show before. Jared was there as well, who's also been on the show before. And I'm sitting there like, man, this is a, this is pretty fun. Because when you do something that takes a long period of time or it's pretty stressful to do, it's like editing and ed- making and editing a video is not the hardest thing to do in the world, but it's not fun. I don't necessarily enjoy editing videos because it, it's a monotonous, long process. It just takes a lot of time. Like, I, I guess I said that with the long process. But I was like, man, 500-something views. And then, like, I got it posted around, like, 2 o'clock, 2.30. And at 12 o'clock at night, it's at 500-something. That's pretty cool. I wake up the next morning. I get up around 10, 10.30. And I see a text from my sister and said, dude, your video's popping off. I check on YouTube. It's over 1,000 views. It is the first video on the Logan Blackman Show YouTube channel that surpassed over 1,000 views. I have another channel that I made back when I was in middle school that got over like 3,000 views or something like that. I made a Hawk, Iowa Hawkeye music video to No Can Do by Tech 9. It was like the 2014-15 season. I think it was that season. Maybe 2013-14. I can't remember exactly which season it was. But yeah, my friend Noah showed me <laughs> No Can Do. We played it in the car. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on my dad's work computer, which at the time had Windows Movie Maker. I'm going to make this video. So I did, without with very little knowledge of how to make and edit videos. But I was like, I want to do this. And they got 3,000 views, which was exciting. And this one got 1,000 views, and this one meant more because it was something that I was very passionate about. Like, the United States men's national team is something that I've followed for my entire life, essentially. Like, this is something that I was, I love doing. It, no, it's not necessarily the most fun all the time, editing videos and stuff like that, but... It's a necessary evil if you want to post something that you're proud of. And I looked at it, I was like, man, this is actually a pretty decent video. I remember looking back at the 2019 Gold Cup where they played Jamaica and the 2021 Gold Cup where they played Jamaica. I was like, this video is better than those. Because I did do a little compare and contrast there. And I was like, man, this video is going to get less views than both of them, isn't it? And then once you get that thousand view mark, you're like, wow, that is, that's actually insane. Did not expect it at all. I did, uh, like, completely out of left field. And then since then... It has been, so that was posted on Friday. It is Mon- or it's Tuesday now. It's Tuesday for me, June 27th. This video was posted on June 24th. So four days ago for me, it is on 2,600 views. And that's not a lot in the grand scheme of like YouTube because it always throws me off how many like 10 million subscriber channels there are. 
Like, I remember back in the day, that was, like, a prestigious thing. Now there's so many channels with 10 million subscribers. Like, just go look it up on, like, Wikipedia or something. Maybe it's, again, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of YouTube, but for that many, you know, like, that feels like such a prestigious milestone to have that many people on 10 million, if that makes any sense. But 2,600 views for a channel that has 58 subscribers, that's pretty, pretty damn big. And I appreciate every single one of you that sat down and watched that video. It's a 23-minute video. If you want to grow the views up to 3,000, I would greatly appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, we gained, like, 20-something subscribers, too, which is awesome. We got 67 likes, by far my most liked video on my YouTube channel as well. Like, comparing that to the Guyana video, which, again, had somewhere around, has about a, just over 1,000 views. It just surpassed 1,000 views. Right now, the Guyana video is at 1,005 views. For comparison, that video has six likes. For comparison, that video has six likes. I understand it was a little bit different age of YouTube. That was four years ago, which is insane to think about, but that was four years ago. This one now, when I hadn't posted in forever, gets 68, 67 views. Or 67 likes, 68 likes. Gaining subscribers, it's fun. It's a fun feeling. And then so when you have that feeling, you're like, man, I'm going to have to chase the dragon a little bit. Knowing damn well, the next thing that follows is not going to be the same. You know it's not going to be the same. Like, Jamaica, they have expectations going into the more expectations placed on this Gold Cup than they've ever had before. Like, this is a very solid Jamaican team with a lot of dual nationals like the United States. So you post the next one against St. Kitts and Nevis, which the United States and St. Kitts and Nevis will be playing Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, which, United States, you're playing, at ni- you're playing in the Midwest. Stop pushing these stupid games to 9 o'clock at night. Why are we doing this? Why? Are the, why Why 9 o'clock in the middle of the freaking week? The last game was on a Sunday. <laughs> or no, it was, on, it was on a Saturday. Never mind. But still, the, the draw for a Jamaica game versus St. Kitts game, the smallest country in the Western Hemisphere, they have a population of 50,000 people. Just for comparison, the state of Iowa... Our population is 3.193 million. St. Kitts and Nevis population. Let's see exactly what it is. Oh, it's not, it's 46,000. What would be like... Okay, so it's not that. Hold on. I'm looking at... I'm trying to find a city that would have a similar-ish population... Okay, so it's got 25,000 less people than Iowa City. If that makes you, if that helps out there. <laughs> it's got that much less people than Iowa City. Iowa City is about 74,000. Davenport is 101,000. <laughs> What's like Sioux City? That's got to be something. 85,000. So for a state as small as Iowa, <laughs> we have more cities. We have cities that are highly, more highly populated than an actual country that the United States, a top three country in the world in regards to total population, is playing in the Gold Cup. So naturally, again, there's going to be a little less of a draw. And I knew it was going to be less views. I, I knew it because once you get that, like the last, the 1,000 view video we had, the next Gold Cup video we did had 118. So I knew it was going to be like a little bit like pulled the rug out from underneath a little bit, but I was prepared for it. I was prepared for it. And the YouTube video didn't post. I tried three times. The first two times 
for whatever reason, the rendering cut it six minutes short. Just randomly. Like, it wouldn't play the last six minutes of the video. It would just have freeze frame on the last second. It was like 2243 was the length of that video. And it would just not go past it. So I was getting really frustrated. But this video right now, the one we posted. So the last one we said had over 2,600 views. This one is 58. So every single subscriber, pretty much, has watched this video. Because <laughs> we have 58 subscribers, 58 views. And we talked about the Guyana video. The Guyana video had six likes with 1,000, what did we say, 1,005 views. This one has 58 views, has four likes. So we're, you know, we're on the up. <laughs> we're getting more, a better like ratio. Now, it wasn't, like, that, YouTube doesn't show dislikes anymore. But you can still see the dislike percentage in, like, your YouTube studio type thing. So I've, it's like a 97% like ratio. Because not, there's going to be some people that dislike it for absolutely no reason. You could watch a video about... 10,000 puppies got saved from a burning building and there's going to be like 50,000 people that dislike it for whatever reason or 10,000 people that dislike it. You're like, why? <laughs> why did you dislike it? Did it hurt your feelings that much that those puppies got saved? Do you think they're survival of the fittest and they deserve to die? Like, and I understand you don't, this is sports talk. So you're bound to disagree with some people. You're never going to agree with anybody in sports talk radio. Like, Never doesn't matter how sound your your take is it doesn't matter how much evidence you back it up with you are not ever gonna please every single person when it comes to sports I and mean, that's for everything i guess but for sports talk radio in particular because that's the field we are in there's gonna be some people that dislike it regardless whether they like it or not they're just gonna dislike it and i thought the video went really well i really enjoyed the video and as for the performance <laughs> for the united states in regards to the united states versus uh, jamaica not great. Not great at all. Pretty bad performance. We summed it up in the video, so we can, you, can, you can go and watch the Logan Blackman Show video with the United States covering St. Kitts and Nevis, because we will talk about that game in there. We also talk about St. Kitts and Nevis' game, sorry, against Trinidad and Tobago. See, the, like, it's insane to think about this, because St. Kitts and Nevis lost 3-0. And I was making it sound like the United States lost 3-0 in the video, because I was frustrated with how they played. And I'm watching Canada versus Guadalupe right now on the TV. I got the TV going. Guadalupe versus Canada. Guadalupe's up one nothing. The second half just started. And Canada just got awarded a penalty. Looks like Junior Hoylet's going to take the penalty. I haven't seen the starting lineup for Canada or Guadalupe. Not that I could tell you really anything about Guadalupe's starting lineup. Okay, so they got Milan Borjan in net. They got Richie Lierma. Liera. Laria. Sorry. Uh, they got Jonathan Osario, Lucas Cavallini, Junior Hoylet. They're playing a 5-3-2 formation with Cavallini and Hoylet up top. Vittoria's in the lineup as well. So there's some people that made an appearance in the uh, Nations League final against the United States, and they're taking this to VAR. I don't know if they're taking it to VAR to discuss the foul, or because I think it's clearly a foul. I, I think the mat fact of the matter is if it was in the box or not. I think that's the main thing they're looking at. Because that's a big difference. That's a very big difference. Because a free kick on the edge of the box is a, a rather hard place to have. A short, short VAR. Or they were were they doing a red card? They're, were they VARing a red card? Hold up. What's going on here? I wish I. This is where I wish I had sound. Oh no! Red, yellow card got waved off. Oh. Oh. Yellow card got waved off, and it sounds like there's no foul at all. 
Hold up. Wait a minute. Huh, that is that's interesting. He he got the ball he went through him. That's the problem that I'm having with this. And I would love, I would absolutely love to see Guadalupe beat Canada. The same week that they are about ready to go bankrupt and they lose to Guadalupe and the United States in the Nation League final in a week and a half. Like this has been a very eventful week for Canada the Canadian national team for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely all the wrong reasons. But no penalty, no foul. Red yellow card rescinded. The manager for Canada, I forget what is John Herdman, he's got a freaking AirPod in. So is he got like Spanish going on in his ear, like to talk to the referee or something? I don't I don't know. I don't know why he's got an AirPod in. It's like painted tan to match his skin color. So I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Oh, here's Junior Hoylet. Cuts into the box on his right foot. Cavallini back post. Goal for Canada. So they scored anyways. That's a situation where ball don't lie. That's what that situation is. Ball don't lie. Like Canada got their penalty taken away. No less than 15 seconds later they score. That's ball don't lie. But the ball knew it was a penalty. So they gave Canada the goal. Like that, That's what I think. That's what I think anyways. Ball don't lie. One of the oldest sayings in sports. Ball don't lie. Junior Hoylet ran it in, crossed it across the box. Great weighted pass by Hoylet to Cavallini on the back post. Just taps it in. Yeah, great pass from Cavallini to begin with, too. Outside of the foot. Ooh, the Travella. Ooh, Junior Hoylet, behave. That was great. That was great. But back to the United States, the number one national team in CONCAF, the team that actually beat Canada in the Nation League Final. 2-0, embarrassed them in the Nation League Final. Yes, Canada had more possession, but congratulations on that, I guess. Congratulations. They, they just, like Michael Scott, they declared bankruptcy. But the United States didn't play great. That's the main thing out here. And I understand, to a certain extent, that there's going to be some sort of a lull when it comes to the CONCAF Gold Cup because of the fact they had a completely different squad a week earlier. Less than a week earlier. Like, the Nation League Final took place that Sunday. Two days later, they're in Chicago with a completely different squad apart from Matt Turner and Alejandro Zendejas. Everybody else is different. BJ Callahan had two games with the A-team, basically the A-team. There were some players missed, like Tim Ream and Tyler Adams, but generally speaking, it was the A-team. And then a couple days later, he's playing with a low-tier B-team or some would even call C-team. So there's a different, massive difference in the squad that they had. There's there's different things you can do in these types of squads. And then not to mention, Greg Berhalter gets announced again as the manager of the United States men's national team, which again, it makes zero sense. Makes zero sense, but we, you know, we move. And it was, the first half was unwatchable. Oh, Canada? Uh, no. First half was utterly unwatchable. Like, you cannot try to sprint down the line and cross balls in the box when you have a five foot eight striker. You can't do it. It's impossible, especially when Jamaica's tallest defender, Damian Lowe, is six foot three. And even their shortest center back is six foot tall. Like Jordan Morris was the tallest person they had in the attack. Like Alejandro Zendejas is five six on the right wing. Jordan Morris is about six foot. Is there a foul for Canada? No. Oh, yep, they called it. It's about six foot, but Jordan Morris did absolutely nothing. Alessiora Senora did absolutely nothing. He was one of the more hype players, and I brought this up in the video, which, again, you can watch on the Logan Blackman Show 
YouTube channel. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, whatever on that. And check out the United States for St. Kitts and Nevis video. Again, the United States of St. Kitts and Nevis will be playing Wednesday night at 9 o'clock on, I believe, FS1. So watch the video beforehand so you get uh, more caught up on your St. Kitts and Nevis knowledge. But players like Senora, players like Morris, players like Aiden, or yeah, both Morrises, Jordan Morris and Aiden Morris, players like Aaron Long and Matt Miazga, I don't know what they do anymore. I don't know what Matt Miazga and Aaron Long do to warrant a call up to the national team every single time there's a national team camp. Like, I brought this up as well, and I see this, I saw this on Twitter a lot. I don't know if they're in the top 10 center backs the United States has at their disposal. I don't know. And if they are, they're sitting at numbers 9 or 10. Like, they're very low on the totem pole. Like, Walker Zimmerman himself is relatively low on that as well. But he's better than Aaron Long and Matt Miazga. So you're looking at the top guys right now. So this is quick off-the-dome type thing. So you've got Tim Ream, probably the most in-form center back the United States has. Chris Richards is another one. Played great against Mexico, got his first goal. Austin Trusty, very exciting center back for Birmingham City. Then you've got Mark McKenzie, and this isn't any particular order. Mark McKenzie's up there. You've got Cameron Carter-Vickers. That's five just right there. That's five right there. And I've even brought up Miles Robinson. So there's six. <laughs> and then you look at the likes of Jalen Neal, who played really well in the United States game against Jamaica. One of the few bright spots in that game was Jalen Neal. So when Miles Robinson comes back from injury, it should be a center back partnership of Jalen Neal and Miles Robinson. Jalen Neal played 45 minutes and looked more complete as a center back than Miazga did in 90 and then Aaron Long did in his last however many stints with the United States men's national team. So that's seven right there. And then you got Walker Zimmerman. We'll put Walker Zimmerman in there. So there's eight. So there's eight. Is there anybody else that I'm like completely forgetting? Eric Palmer Brown. I would say is better than Aaron Long. I would say is better than freaking Matt Miazga. Am I forgetting anybody else? I feel like I'm forgetting someone big. I'm I'm compl- I'm kind of blanking right now. Uh, I don't know. I those are the ones I can think of at the top of my head. So they might be ten, might be ten. But still, you have nine center backs that are better. Even if I'm even forgetting anybody. You have at least nine center backs better than him, than both of them. And yet Aaron Long was one of the top four that got brought to the World Cup. You're telling me there's not better center backs you could have? I understand Chris Richards was hurt. I understand that. But really? We're bringing Aaron Long again. Again, what does he do? Because a few years ago, when Greg Berhalter first got the job in 2019, Aaron Long was was the first captain under Berhalter. He has some sort of affiliation with Aaron with Aaron Long. He loves him. Everybody thinks he's, or not everybody, everybody in the United States Soccer Federation thinks he's a ball-playing center back. Everybody with eyes knows he's not. I don't even know how he really gets in the LAFC team. Like, this dude's not good. And I, they said during the broadcast, Matt Miazga felt disrespected to not go to the 2024-2022 World Cup. The only thing he should be disrespected about is that Aaron Long went. That's about it. Because we listed nine center backs right there that are all better than him, and there's some that we're forgetting about as well. So the only thing he should be disres- feel disrespected about is the fact that Aaron Long went to the World Cup. Which, if you're a center back like Mark McKenzie, then yeah, you should definitely feel disrespected 
by the fact that someone as good as Aaron Long is taking your spot on the plane. That's not fun. And we are ranking the United States best center backs at this point in time. We are looking at Tim Ream. We are looking at Chris Richards. We're looking at Austin Trusty. And we're looking at either Mark McKenzie or Miles Robinson. We might take Austin Trusty out of that for right now. Because Mark McKenzie's been playing great for Genk this season. So we might have to throw Mark McKenzie in there. And there's injuries involved for why Chris Richards went. But only one of those world, only one of those center backs we mentioned went to the World Cup. Miles Robinson was hurt as well. But even then, Austin Trusty was available. Mark McKenzie was available. Carter Vickers, he went to the World Cup. He played all right in the World Cup. He actually played all right. He's captain Celtic a few times. I think he had an injury which kept him out of the latest Nations League squad. But they have options at center back. But they're stuck with Aaron Long and Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga, when he was first getting uh, moved over to Chelsea from New York Red Bulls, yeah, that version of Matt Miazga, if he was playing now, then yeah, maybe he would feel disrespected because at that point, everybody thought this dude was going to be really good. Gets loaned out 500 freaking times, and then that's pretty much all she wrote. It's done. To see a center back partnership of Matt Mia- or Aaron Long and Matt Miazga is hurtful to watch. Like, it's offensively bad. Offensively bad. And who would have started? Why? I'm imagining Aaron Long would have started next to Miles Robinson and healthy. But, good God. Is there some reality where they would have had Miles, Mike, Matt Miazga and Aaron Long starting next to each other? Is there is there a part? If, if Miles Robinson was healthy? That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We said this when the squad got released. That they have to get rid of some of these older players that are MLS players. Matt Miazga, Aaron Long should not be called to the squad. Matt Miazga, I feel like he's been around for 100 freaking years. He's 27. So he's in that age group with a lot of these players. By the time the next World Cup rolls around, he'll be 30. Like, he should be hitting his prime. Ooh, that was a great shot for Guadalupe. Aaron Long, done. I'm tired of it. DeAndre Yedlin has 79 caps. By the end of this tournament, I would imagine, so best case scenario, the United States goes to the final. So best case scenario, we are looking at three games. He just played one of them, so he's at 81 caps for the United States at the end of the group stage. 81 caps at the end of the group stage. You go to the knockout stage, you have another game, you have three more games. So we're looking at, so he had 78 caps before the tournament. Add six, we got 84 caps. To to DeAndre Yedlin's name. If everything goes as, you know, the United States should go to the final. And that's if he plays every game. I don't know if he'll play every game. I wouldn't start him in this next game. I know he played all right against Jamaica. But he was one of those players who was kind of like, ah. One of the better players in a bad bunch of players. I don't know how he got nominated for man of the match. I don't know how that happened. But... I, I'm done. I want to see Brian Reynolds play. I think this is a game you see Brian Reynolds play. I think this is a game you see a lot of the younger players play. A lot of the more inexperienced players play. Maybe Gianluca Busio makes a return to the national team in this game. Maybe he starts. Who the hell knows? Maybe they play a completely different lineup to what they play, which after watching that game against Jamaica, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be too upset about it. I wouldn't be too upset about it. So in that first game, we predicted a lineup with a the front four, essentially. Not everything that I would do because – predictions, and I say this all the time, predictions are not about what I would want because I'm not the manager. 
I'm going off of what I think they will pick. And especially early on in the tournament, they'll tend to lean towards veterans in the earlier games of a tournament and go a little bit robust, I guess, with the younger players as the tournament progresses. At least in the group stage. At least in the group stage. So when I said I had the likes of Jordan Morris, DeAndre Edlin starting in this game, all because of the fact he's probably going to go with veterans. And with Burhalter back, I would imagine he's got some sort of input with the starting lineup, and according to conspiracy theories out there, he did. Which does not surprise me at freaking all. Which is the reason why Yedlin, uh, Aaron Long, Matt Miazga, players like that, are in the squad. You had a back line of all MLS players. That's what Burhalter loves. That's his wet dream, is a back line, a team of MLS players. Then you look up at the midfield. James Sands, NYCFC. You got Aiden Morris, Columbus Crew. You got Jordan Morris, Seattle Sounders. You got Jesus Ferreira, FC Dallas. So in your starting lineup, you only have three players that do not currently play in the MLS in the game that just played. That is a great Burhalter starting lineup if I've ever seen it. Crazy. Oh, did he just try to squirt? He just tried. Guadalupe just tried to squirt. Guadalupe, what's going on here, Canada? <laughs> What's going on here, Canada? He's trying to freaking scorpion kick. Went wide of the mark. That is insane. If that went in, that would have been awesome. We're in the 61st minute right now in Canada versus Guadalupe. He just hurdled the dude right there. But come on, guys. Like, even Brandon Vasquez. Start Brandon Vasquez, at least. If you're going to go with this MLS 11, start Brandon Vasquez. I'm surprised Burhalter didn't want him to go more than that. Like even Ben Sandejas, who plays for Club America down in Mexico. Ben Chin bringing Kate Cowell. <laughs> Have the entire starting lineup. Have Sean Johnson playing net. Like Matt Turner's clearly the United States number one and was captain in this first game. But hey, <laughs> we won it all at most 11. Matt Turner, you left us. You left us out to dry. So you're no longer a part of this squad anymore. But when he changed the lineup, and again, you can check out the new lineup that we predicted on the Logan Blackman Show YouTube channel. Check out the video. It's the latest one on there. Again, the United States takes on St. Kitts and Nevis tomorrow night, or Wednesday night, I guess when you're listening to this. And we made, let me count it up real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six changes to the starting eleven. Six changes, which I think is fair. I think they need it. And if they won the game... Against Jamaica, then I would see a reality where they play an all-new lineup. But since they played bad and drew, and it didn't, it wasn't like an early draw. No, they had to take to the 88th minute to draw this game. Jamaica dominated in the first half. Absolutely dominated them in the first half. The United States came on late in the second half because Jamaica sat back. And they ended up scoring a goal in this game. But Damari Gray looked really good in this game for Jamaica. Mikel Antonio did relatively nothing. Leon Bailey missed a penalty, uh, had a horrific rebound. Damian Lowe almost got a red card within the first 10 minutes and scored a goal in the 13th minute. So we they had, there's a lot of things going on in this game. A little bit different vibe to that of the United States versus Mexico and the United States versus Canada, but, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. They move on. This is a group that they should be able to maneuver. St. Kitts and Nevis lost 3-0 to Trinidad and Tobago. A Trinidad and Tobago team that wasn't even in the tournament a week ago. 
because Nicaragua got kicked out of the tournament. <laughs> so Trinidad and Tobago is a, a late addition and still managed to win 3 nothing. Could have been 4 nothing. Could have been 4 nothing. But I'm, I'm not expecting the United States to have too many issues here with St. Kitts and Nevis. I think I predicted like a 4 or 5 nothing game, which I wouldn't be surprised if it was only 2 nothing, Given what we saw in that last game, it wouldn't really surprise me that much. The United States could find, would find it hard to score in this game against a team that should absolutely obliterate. That game against Trinidad and Tobago? That'll be an interesting one because, of course, Trinidad and Tobago is the team that kept the United States out of the 2018 World Cup. Beat them in, down in Trinidad back in 2017, right before the 2018 World Cup. Sad day. Darkest day in United States soccer. So there's a lot riding on that. <laughs> they've already beaten them. It's not like they've already beaten them like the years gone since then. But it's still got that feeling. and the, They're going to play that the entire pregame, I imagine. July 2nd is when that game ticks off. And the knockout stage, when does that start? Knockout stage starts for the United States if they win Group A is on July 9th. So you got a nice week off. Got a nice week off. And then you got your next game against whoever. That's if they win. That's if they win. If they lose the group, the runners up in Group A, they still play on the 9th. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. The United States next game, uh, unless travesty strikes, they should be playing on July 9th. But Trinidad Tobago's got a nice three-goal cushion right now. <laughs> they got a, they got the three points. They got the three goals. They got no goals allowed. They got a plus-three goal difference. The United States currently sits in second because I think it has something to do with yellow cards. I would imagine. I think that's usually how it goes down. Jamaica had four or three yellow cards in the game. So I think that's had something like the fair play rule. I think that's how it works. But, yeah, the Gold Cup's fun. It's a, it's a totally different vibe to that of the World Cup. Like, it's not anything, you get all these small-ass teams. CONCACAF is not a great, what do you want to call it, federation. It's not a great federation. When you look at, like, I make fun of UEFA when you look at, like, Ronaldo and Harry Kane scoring eight goals past Luxembourg, past Cyprus, past, past Malta, like, countries like that. But they've also got Spain, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, like, all those countries, too. The United States got Mexico and Canada. And on a good day, Costa Rica... On a good day, Honduras, who got absolutely blasted for nothing by Mexico, a Mexico team that should have lost to Panama and got blasted by the United States in the Nation League, who just fired their coach after, I think, seven games in charge. Or seven days. I could be completely wrong. They, they fired him relatively quick. The United States really should never have any... World Cup qualifying for CONCACAF should be a afterthought, really. Given the United States strength, like how big the country is, and maybe you could see that as a hindrance as well because you've got a wider pool of players to select, so you're, you're kind of, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with this sentiment, but I've heard this before. Like when you look at Croatia going to the World Cup final and then finishing third at the last World Cup, like you've got these smaller countries that have a more select pool, so you're able to pinpoint the best players rather than select a massive amount of people. Like you look at China, you look at India, who are nowhere near the national stage in regard the international stage in regards to soccer. China tried to buy a lot of the best players in the world. Tried to. They ended up with the likes of Oscar Ramirez, Alex Teixeira, Fellaini, like players like that. But they tried. They tried their hardest. Tried their hardest. Try your best, but you don't succeed, type thing. But the United States really, every single time. That was why it was such a catastrophic fair, because you're looking at the rest of the world, CONCACAF. I don't know. It's got a. It's definitely lower than UEFA. It's definitely lower than uh, Camabol, which is down in South America. Would you got Argentina, 
Brazil, Uruguay, Colombia, Venezuela, like those countries, Chile, like all those countries you just mentioned. And then you've got like CAF, Africa, you got the likes of Nigeria, you got the likes of Ivory Coast, you've got Ghana, you've got Cameroon, Senegal, like you've got a lot of good countries there as well. So the they, they have weak countries there. Like, uh, like, I don't know if Lesotho has a national team, but I figured if they do, they'd be a relatively weak one. You see Morocco, Algeria, there's a lot of Egypt. You've got a lot of good countries there. So they'd be above them. Oceania, I think that'd be a very interesting one to have a conversation about. Where you got like Australia, New Zealand, Japan. The and Then there's the Middle Eastern part. I don't know if that's the same as the... I know it technically is in Asia, but I don't know if they fall under the same regulations as that. Because, weirdly, Azerbaijan is in UEFA. And, I'm, and Israel is in UEFA as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, you got... Like, they're not... And then you look at some... There's some countries down in South America, like Guyana, that are in CONCACAF, but are in South America. So, it's it's interesting how they always rotate these around, but... CONCACAF's gotta be, like, the fourth strongest. If not fifth. If not fifth. Like... Guarantee three three federations above them. South America, Europe, and Africa. And then you're mixing around with the other ones, but man, CONCACAF is so weak. Like You look at some of the teams in here. The United States and Mexico, you look at the entire history of the Gold Cup. Only three teams have ever won this tournament. Only three teams have ever won this tournament. And that's the United States, Mexico, and Canada. And Canada's only won it once. The United States has won it seven times. Mexico's won it eight times. This tournament, I brought it up in the 2021 Gold Cup, this tournament is designed to have the United States and Mexico play each other in the final. That's how it is. They're the biggest draws. Like, you look at the game against Honduras and Mexico, they played down at Reliant Stadium, where the Houston Texans play. That place was sold out. Absolutely packed to the freaking brim. Absolutely packed to the brim. But I can promise you, and you look at the game before, Haiti versus Qatar, nowhere near. Nowhere near the levels there. Trinidad, Tobago, and St. Kitts and Nevis. The United States, they played their game up in Chicago in Soldier Field. St. Kitts and Nevis and Trinidad and Tobago played their game down into Miami Stadium, and they didn't even release the, the number of people in attendance. And they're saying 10,000, okay, bullshit, that there were 10,101 people at El Salvador versus Martinique. That's just the capacity of the stadium. Okay, the capacity's 18,000. There ain't no way the exact same number of people were at both games. There ain't no way. And Canada just scored against Guadalupe. Every time I hear Guadalupe, I always think of Nacho Libre. Because that's where one of his parents was from. Or no, Deacon from Mexico. Mother was... He says Guadalupe in the movie. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the, the, the big dogs are the United States and Mexico. Canada just got good. And they're about to be bad again, depending on how these <laughs> financial situation how this financial situation kicks off. Like Honduras and Costa Rica are big players as well, but they're not gonna get big, massive ass draws. Like that Mexico Honduras game was packed, and like 90% of the crowd was wearing green. Like it was packed. Concaf's weak. It is a very weak federate. Like Qatar's in this tournament. Qatar was an invited guest, apparently. And as as bad as CONCACAF is, I want to see other countries from CONCACAF playing this tournament. It's the CONCACAF Gold Cup. not Con It's not like Hootie and the Blowfish, where Qatar's Hootie. 
No, this is CONCACAF Gold Cup. It's not Gold Cup in Qatar, or Qatar in the Gold Cup. Like, I don't know. And I don't even know who Hootie is. Hootie's not Darius Rucker. I, at least they, that's what they say. They, they could be trying to play a massive practical joke on everybody, but goodness gracious. I want it to be better, but I don't know. I, I still love watching the Gold Cup. I love watching the United States men's national team, even though they bring a C team. Like, we got the Women's World Cup coming up this year, too. We got the United States women's national team going for, I think, World Cup number five or something like that. They are so dominant in the women's game. The World Cup for the women's takes place on July 20th. That's the first game. Australia and New Zealand. I haven't even looked at the group for the United States yet. I think it's safe to say, all things considered, the United States should come out of the group with nine points. I I don't know who's in their group, but I, I think it's safe to guess that. The United States has Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. Oh, Netherlands is in their group. It's like a situation where we had in 2014 where we had Netherlands and Spain in the in the group. Last two teams that met in the final. Interesting stuff here. I expect the United States to absolutely beat the brakes off Vietnam. No offense to Vietnam. No no offense to Vietnam whatsoever, but uh this should be a relative it should be an easy game for them. It should be an easy game. I'm looking at their past results. They've only lost two games in 2023. But man, and they were to Germany and the Philippines. They haven't played a team like the United States. They haven't played a team like the United States yet. And they're playing a New Zealand in a friendly before the World Cup. Same with Spain. To get like World Cup, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it hype, but momentum for the World Cup. The United States-Netherlands game, though, that's match day two. Match day two for the United States and Netherlands? When's the last time the United States lost a game? Oh, they lost, a, they lost in... Um, to Spain. <laughs> that was fairly easy to find. They lost to Spain. They don't draw, though. They draw or they win or lose. There ain't no draws here. Look at their past few games. They beat Ireland twice. They beat Brazil. They beat Japan. They beat Canada. They beat New Zealand. A combined score, 9 nothing. They beat Germany by the same score. Vietnam lost to Germany. So, hey, maybe it's going to be a closer thing, game than I'm giving it credit for. They should absolutely beat the brakes off them. Uh, well, who did they play in the last one? Was it Taiwan? Where they beat him like 13 nothing, Was that that game? I can't remember who. I think that's who they played, right? <laughs> and if they do end up winning the World Cup, this would be their third straight World Cup. Not just fifth World Cup in total. This would be their third straight title in a row. And they play Portugal. Portugal, I don't know how they are on the women's side of things. Ranked 21st in the FIFA rankings? What's Vietnam? Do they even have... <laughs> Jeez. Do they even have Vietnam in the rankings? They're 32nd. Okay. They're 32nd. Netherlands is currently 9th. They've dropped off a little bit. Dropped off a tiny bit. I used to know one player of the Netherlands team, but she doesn't play for Arsenal anymore. That's how I knew her. Is it Martins? Oh, it's Martins. No, it's not her. <laughs> I'm thinking of someone else. Oh, no, no, no. She's right here. Madema. Is she not in the World Cup squad? Jeez, I drink my water now. This could be a very interesting show if I have hiccups the rest of the show. It'd be not very fun. <laughs> be, would be a very uh, not not joyous show. Okay, she's hurt. She's hurt. So she, she won't be in the World Cup squad. That sucks. She's our best player too, Vivian Medema. Miedma. 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 I don't know how to say her name. I apologize. Here, let's play a little game here. <laughs> let's play the hold your breath game. 
We're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. And hopefully by that point, the hiccups have subsided. Okay? Ready? You guys can hold your breath too. All right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> that's a, that was really convenient that uh, my first breath had a hiccup in it. But I feel like I'm calmed down a little bit. I am excited to see the Women's World Cup. Completely different style tournament. You got the Gold Cup, which the United States very might very well may not win because of the fact they play like shit against Jamaica, which would be very uh, not good. And you have the women's team playing the World Cup, which they should, jeez, should probably win. But we'll have to wait and see. Let's play, uh, let's real quick, while we're trying to get off the hiccups here, so, so I'm not talking a ton, let's play a quick game of footy tic-tac-toe. We haven't not done that on the show in a fat minute. And th this feels, this reminds me, jeez, this is a really weird time. I don't, I, I don't feel like I was laughing that much. Have I even laughed at all this <laughs> show? Have I laughed this show at all? If I have, I'm not aware of it, but... Jeez! This is awful. Absolutely awful. But I get made fun of all the time for having hiccups. Like, it's not a, no a normal occurrence. My dad makes fun of me for it every single time I have hiccups, which makes the hiccups worse. And then Andrew, I had a bloody nose one time and hiccups. I was a freaking hot mess. And he goes, oh, man, I remember Logan when I had a bloody nose and hiccups. When I was, like, three years old or something. Like, normal b body occur occurrences. <laughs> We're going to play some pretty tic-tac-toe to try and subside this. So hopefully we find someone to consistently stay. Drink another quick sip of water while we find an opponent. Okay. So we got Ajax, Real Madrid, Benfica on the top, PSV, Bayern Munich, and Denmark on the side. We're going to start off in the middle. Bayern and Real Madrid are going to go with David Alaba. Plays for Austria. Just moved to Real Madrid last summer, two summers ago. Let's see where homeboy goes. Because again, we got you got a possible connection. PSV, Ajax, PSV, Real Madrid, PSV, and Benfica. And he went with Ronaldo with Real Madrid and PSV, the original Ronaldo. And I am going to go... We're going to go Benfica, Bayern Munich, right? Do I know any Portugal? That's uh, Renato Sanchez. So that way, we've got a lineup for the corner. Because he has to block. He has to. <coughs> and then I go Benfica, PSV. Benfica, PSV. Did Dries Mertens ever play for Benfica? Is that something that's happened? Is that a thing? PSV Benfica. PSV Benfica. Mertens would be my best guess, but I'm not confident in saying that. Have there been any other, like, Vertonghen's played for PSV, or Ajax in, in Benfica. Denmark and Benfica. I didn't, I didn't get a guess in. I screwed that one up. Jeez. Mm. 
They didn't get it. Oh, they did. PSV Ajax. Uh, Cruyff, right? Or did Cruyff played for um, Feyenoord, not PSV. PSV and Ajax. Oh, Bergwijn. Bergwijn. Steven Bergwijn. He played for both. Yeah, okay. We're back on track. We are back on track. We got Michael Laudrup or Brian Laudrup for Real Madrid, Denmark. Benfica, Denmark? Did Casper Dolberg play for Benfica? That has to be one, right? Casper Dolberg? I'm not, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I gotta remember how to spell his name. Casper Dolberg. Dang it. He's played in a lot of weird countries. I don't remember exactly which countries he's played for. We might have to end this in a draw because I don't know anybody that's played for Benfica or PSV. Or is from Denmark and played for Benfica. I'm completely forgetting about him. This dude's to pull some random guy out of his ass that no one's ever heard of. Unless it's <laughs> someone that I should have gotten a while ago. Uh, crap. I'm just going to go Loudrup. I, I can't think of anybody. Michael Loudrup. That's all. I can't think of anybody else. I have no idea who played for Benfica, PSV, and is Den from Denmark. No idea. I'm not even going to try and bullshit this. I have no idea who they are. Just end it in a draw, brother. You don't know anybody either. Stop drawing this out. You can't win anyways. The only person that can win is me, and I have no idea of any of these players. Jeez. I'm a freaking hot mess right now. Just request a draw, man. Good lord. You can't win. I can't win. I don't know anybody. I have the... Ooh, okay. We got Manchester United. AC Milan, Manchester United, PSG on the top. Germany, Liverpool, Sweden on the bottom. I can't just go for Zlatan all the way on the bottom. We're going to start off with Manchester United, Liverpool. We're going to go for Paul Ince. The easy one. Could have got Michael Owen as well. That's the... Paul Ince is always the first one I think of, though. And then we will go Zlatan for this this one. Zlatan. And then I'll go Zlatan again. So they had to block me. PSG Germany. Who would be PSG? Julian Draxler. Who would be PSG Germany? It's a very uh, eventful show. I'm just trying to get rid of the hiccups right now. It's pissing me off. They won't go away. I haven't laughed or anything. Did I cough or something really hard? I don't. I don't remember. There's Canada with a chance. Screwed it up, of course, as Canadians do. I would really love to win this game with just all Zlatans, but I can't because this dude sucks. Okay, we're gonna go Julian Draxler. Oh, it's easy. I thought they put up a little... I wanted to win with all Zlatans. Because if they blocked there, I would have gone next to mine, so I would have had Zlatan again, and they would have gone up to block me there, and I would have gotten Zlatan again. So I'd have three Zlatans. 
Because Zlatan played for AC Milan, Manchester United, and PSG. It was perfect. Bayern and Belgium, uh, Van Boyten. Just make sure I spell his name right. Daniel Van Boyten. Only Belgian player I could ever think of that played for Bayern Munich. I can't think of any other ones. I have no idea any other Belgian players that play for Bayern Munich. If you know them, good on you. France and Lazio. France and Lazio. Like. Ezekiel Levetsi was the one that popped up, but I don't think he played for Lazio. He's not even French. I don't think he played for Lazio. France and Lazio. France and Lazio. You know what? I'm going to call his bluff. Let's say he doesn't know. So we're going to go Yannick Carrasco for Belgium, Atletico Madrid. So yeah, it's Atletico Madrid, Belgium, Lazio on top. France, Belgium, Croatia on the side. I know Belgium, Belgium, Lazio. That's Jordan Lukaku. So I'm calling his blood. Gibral Cisse played for Lazio. Couldn't have told you that. Could not have told you that. Croatia and Juventus. That's Mario Mandzukic. Mario Mandzukic played for a lot of teams over in Europe. Big teams, I should say, over in Europe. So the top teams are Arsenal, Juventus, Lazio. Again, and then we got Inter Milan, Croatia, and Chelsea on the sides. I'm going to go Croatia. I don't know any Croatia Arsenal players. Chelsea Lazio players, that's Pedro. There's so many Pedros, though. That's the annoying part. Pedro. And then Inter Milan, Asna. That would be uh, a lot of players. Mkhitaryan, Alexis Sanchez, Patrick Vieira. Some few players you could choose there. Hopefully he doesn't know any of them. They're all a lot of those we just said are recent too. This is really annoying. This is very annoying how this is happening right now. I'm watching Canada beat Guadeloupe Bay. Now it's the 85th minute. Canada started time waste. They're gonna. They're really not gonna get this. They really can't get Arsenal. That that took them a long ass time. Inter Milan, Lazio. Um. Inter Milan, Lazio. Who would that be? I'm trying to think. Like a current. Chiro Immobile? Oh, uh, to Stefan DeVry. Stefan DeVry. I knew that. Then I can win with either Croatia, Lazio, or Chelsea, Arsenal. I don't know any Croatia, Lazio players. Off the top of my head, anyways. Milinkovic Savic is Serbian, so that doesn't help me. Croatia. Croatia and Arsenal, no idea, at least off the top of my head. Lazio, Croatia. Do I cheat? I, th- I think they cheated for Patrick Vieira at Arsenal. Yeah, we're going to hurry. Lazio, Croatia, player. I don't know. Bas- Basic. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. I just wanted to get that game over with. I had no, I don't, because I don't think they knew any Croatia players. I think that's what they did with the Vieira one, because that took them way too long against Patrick Vieira. Uh, Serbia, so it's Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Liverpool on top. Serbia, Inter Milan, and Italia on the sides. We're going to go with Real Madrid. Oh, uh, Cannavaro for Real Madrid, Italy. Luka Jovic plays for Serbia and Real Madrid. 
Jan Oblak's not Serbian. Savage isn't Serbian. Savage plays for Montenegro. Liverpool, Grujic, I think, is Croatian. I think. I could be wrong there. Milan Baros, is he Croatian or is he Czech? I think he might be Czech. But we are going to go with... Because I got, I got a player for Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. I'm going to go Fabio Barini. Actually, no. No, we're going to go Thiago Mota. Because I feel like that'd be easier to Fabio Barini. He's got Mario Balotelli there as well for Liverpool. Hopefully he doesn't remember Mario Balotelli played for Liverpool. It was a very short period. But it's there. So you got those two. Those are the only two I can ever think of with Liverpool and Italia. They got they got Fabio Barini. That's bullshit. Okay, Serbia, Atletico Madrid. So Matic didn't play there. Tadic didn't play there. Serbia. Milinkovic Savic hasn't played there. They had a backup goalie. It was grit. Um. I'm going to go. It's Ivo Gribic. He's not Serbian. I knew he wasn't Serbian. Why did I guess? I have no idea what his nationality is. That was my best guess. I went a different direction. Okay. Smart. Serbia. Yeah, Liverpool. I'm going to go Gruic. Gruzic. He is Serbian. I had no other guesses. So that was my only shot. Inter, Inter Milan. Atletico Madrid. Simi Versalco. Yeah, fair. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, this one's Benfica, Chelsea, Real Madrid on top, Inter Milan, Roma, and Germany on the side. We're going to go Chelsea first. We're going to go Tammy Abraham. I'm tired of seeing Croatia on there and Serbia on there. I know like a handful of players from those countries. So we got Tam Tammy Abraham in the middle. Got to start off in the middle. Hasn't worked yet, really. I mean, we won two, but one of those games is under protest. He went with the original Ronaldo in the first one. And then I will go... I will go... Where, where do I want to go? Roma Benfica? Do I know any Roma and Benfica players? No. Germany, Real Madrid will go Tony Cruz. I don't know any Roma Benfica players off the top of my head. Any Portuguese players play there? Inter Milan, Benfica. Jao Mario. Inter Milan, Chelsea, Romelu Lukaku. Now we got Germany, Chelsea. We got a few of those. Michael Ballack. Uh, Kai Havertz is another one he guessed. Kai Havertz. Or she. Or she. Benfica, Germany. Oh, Julian, Julian Weigel played there. I have no other guesses. I, I don't know. Just request a draw, my guy. Just request a draw. Because neither one of us can win. I don't know any Roma players that play for Benfica. Yeah, just of course the draw. <clears throat> okay, we got Porto, Manchester United, Borussia Dortmund, France, Netherlands, Sweden on the sides. We're going to start off with Van Persie for Manchester United and uh, Netherlands. I have other things I want to talk about today. So this is taking up a little bit more time. I didn't think I'd have hiccups for this long. It's pissing me off. Now I got a headache. Then we're going to go Netherlands and 
Bruce Dortmund, we're going to go Malin, Danielle Malin. Then we've got France Dortmund. Ooh, Sebastian Heller's not French anymore. He's switched nationalities to Ivory Coast. Oh, crap. Um, Modest. We got Modest there, so we're good. Because he's going to block. I don't know any Sweden Porto players, do I? So I should probably do Sweden Dortmund and go Alexander Isak. That would be my best course of action here. Because he has to block Porto and... Um, oh. Oh. Well, that's thrown me off. Uh, Bruno Martin Dinzi. Yeah. So we won. 3-2. And I'm done. I'm not playing this dude again. Beat him on in Europe. Did it. Oh. Guadalupe. It's a goal. It's a goal in the 93rd minute. <laughs> Guadalupe just scored. They're going to draw Canada. This is worse than the United States draw with Jamaica. By far. By, by far. So, yeah, with that, with that with that result being said, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I'm tired of dealing with the hiccups. I had other stuff that I wanted to talk about today. I got a, a magazine in the mail today that I definitely wanted to go over, but we'll go over that again on Thursday or on Friday's episode. I'm sorry. But again, make sure you follow Logan Blackman Show on every single form of social media. Check out the YouTube channel where you can check out the latest Logan Blackman Show video, which again, let's double check what the current view counter is just at this point in time. Will we reach 59 views? We have! We have reached 59 views. And I was not already on the video and just kept refreshing. No, it was already there. For the other video, we are at 2,603 views. And I am not viewing these videos right now. So, yeah. Fun stuff. But you can go check out the St. Kitts in Nevis versus the United States preview on the YouTube channel. You can check out the other video there as well. Get that baby up to 3,000 views. We're closer to 3,000 views than we are to 2,000. Just keep pushing up. Just keep pushing for it. Uh, yeah, Canada drawing with Guadalupe. Big time, just big time result there. We had Mexico beating Honduras. So the three big dogs currently, uh, two draws and one win. Not great. Not great. This could be the year we have a, an underdog winner, like Jamaica or something like that. That'd be really cool to see. I wouldn't be, like, overtly thrilled by it, but, you know, I'd be relatively chill with that because the United States did get outplayed by Jamaica for the most part in that game on Saturday. But let's hope it's a better result in this game. Again, I think it's going to be a 4-0 game. And check out the video again. Yeah, I've been Logan Blackman. Uh, the show next time hopefully be better. Hopefully no hiccups will be involved. We may have a guest. We may not. We'll have to wait and see. With that being said, I've been Logan Blackman. I will see you all later. Peace.